bitch. I don't have time for your scrawny ass. I got lots of meat downstairs. <laughs> bitch. Bitch ass motherfucker. Bitch. <laughs> bitch. Motherfucker. You just got a tight knife start. Bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> bitch. Lots, lots of meat downstairs. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Games I Guess podcast. This is Games I Guess, episode 20, I think. I don't remember. I think it's 20. Uh, for Wednesday this time, March 8th, 2023. My name is Casey Tig. I am joined, uh, as usual, by game dev Ian McCammon. Welcome back, sir. Three, what is it, two, three weeks? Now Thank you. Yeah. Something. Yeah. <laughs> is it, is it going to be a problem that Josh screams motherfucker? No. Within like the first three minutes of the or three seconds of this uh, video, you know, I've with thought the, about the YouTube it. restrictions. I've thought about it, but I don't care. You know, it's it, it's a celebratory. It's all a, a ruse to to <laughs> plug the Dark Souls series, which is coming up. But before we get there, uh, Josh, you opened the show with bitch. So Josh Musser, voice actor, good friend, welcome back, sir. If you'd like me to scream bitch on your animation, <laughs> video game, and or commercial. Plug it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's been a couple of weeks. Last time uh, I felt sick and that's, I don't know, usually I would sit there and take it, but I was really out of commission. And then we're doing the, you know, the staggered releases with uh, Josh Souls. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a thing you should check out. That's on the Wizfish channel as well. Uh, there's a new batch of Joshua stuff coming out soon, which you should totally check out. Um, but yeah, Josh is in Sen's Fortress as we speak, and uh, I figure we could probably talk about that later. But um, ain't yeah. no thing. <laughs> are you excited to to talk about that? I know you are. I I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like if you if you like Fall Guys. There's no reason for you not to like Sen's Fortress. <laughs> it's basically just like G-rated Sen's Fortress. It, it's, it so really much, it's so much less at stake in Fall Guys. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Fighting 12-year-olds, not 12-million-year-old mummies or whatever the fuck. <laughs> oh my god, I just skipped the music ahead somehow. How do I always do this shit? There's always some shit that I do. Usually with a button. Yeah. Let's go back. I, want, I like the... There we go. Anyway, uh, so it's been a couple of weeks. I've been kind of busy with things that aren't very interesting. I'm using a new audio setup, so if it's screwy, my bad. But, we, you know, we'll get used to that. Um, Josh, why don't you kick us off with, I guess, you know, I don't know, what we've been up to or even playing if you want. Or I know we're going to talk about Red Dead 2 later on in the episode. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, Red Dead will happen later. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Is that What's a motorcycle? happening right now? A motorcycle just <laughs> drove down Josh's street and just <laughs> fucking gunned it. <laughs> I remember that. I lived in that living room. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. boy. Anyway, um, <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, Red Dead happened. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But uh, probably the thing I've been playing the most, because I this has been a really busy week or two for me, um, so I haven't gotten a chance to play a lot. So that said, I have been playing recently... A, a lot of vampire survivors. As a matter of fact, I have it open oh, yeah. in front of me. I'm, I'm in the middle. He's playing it right now. Like, <laughs> I'm in, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm in the middle of a run. I paused it so oh my you know, God. we could talk. That's hilarious. Um, 
but the nice thing is, is because I haven't had a lot of time. This game is like not only is it addicting, but like it's just like so quick. I can just pop pop it on and play it, and then turn you know pause it or turn it off whenever, and it's, it's no big deal. So it's kind of nice. I'm really good at it. Weird. Oh man, he's really good at it. It only took me two tries to beat the second level. I, I like fully got all the uh, unlocks. I got the uh, and and I lasted the full thirty minute timer in that level. Is that your first time uh, lasting thirty minutes? I'm not walking into that joke. <laughs> Sorry. I, well, first of all, that would be a long ass time, so I'm just saying. But yeah. anyway, PSA on the Games I Guess <laughs> podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm having a really good time with it. Uh, That's a game I, I, that I'm surprised that you like. I stayed away from it for a long time just because it was like, eh, roguelike. There's not really much, but uh, man, it's addicting. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah. I remember Beard bought me that game because I guess it's like two or three bucks, or at least it was. And uh, he just bought it for me randomly because I think I had mentioned it, like just some faint interest I had in it. And uh, suddenly I had a gift. I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And then 10 hours, I have like 10 hours in that game that I do, do not remember. It was like one <laughs> sitting. Almost. <laughs> it's like one or two. In the midst of your fever. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but yeah. So, Vampire Survivors. Is there... What's stopping you, Ian, from getting on the uh, the good old Vampire Survivors? I mean... <clears throat> I've, I've looked at it a couple of times on Steam, and it's like... It's completely... It just has zero... I, I don't want to say it's unappealing. Like, I don't find it repulsive or anything, but it just has... Right. It just does not draw me in even a tiny little bit. <laughs> and that's how... Like, well, that's how I felt, too, though. And then and then I was like, oh, it's on Game Pass. I'm like, eh. I guess. You know, it's like... And, and, and on Steam, it's like five bucks, right? Or something. So I was like, eh, it's one of those games that you just kind of pop on and and uh, you can just right edit whatever you need to do. Right, I can just... You just if it was on the phone, you could play it on the toilet type of game. Um, Can you imagine playing that on the toilet though? Well, maybe you could. Actually, You're yeah, like, actually, I was going to yeah. say, I think there's a ton of yeah, like, I have been playing it on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I just bring my whole PC in there. Uh, I, I think there's a whole ton of uh, clones on, on mobile, I believe. There's like one I constantly see. I don't want to say the name because it's going to like shout it out because they don't fucking deserve it for stealing ideas. But anyway, the point is, is that this is like super addicting. Um, I'm really surprised I like it, and I happen to be a bit of a savant. Uh, <laughs> there you go. We're gonna have uh, you. You actually good, or yeah. or uh, <laughs> I beat, or is it just an easy game? No, it's not an easy game. It's notoriously notoriously what we're gonna have anyway. Notoriously, yeah, that's my weekly Josh Musser uh, vampire survivor streams. Replacing up. the other, <laughs> replacing the podcast, and so now it's just. <laughs> Just, just alternating all the time. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if the uh, the Josh Souls plug got lost in my audio snafu or not, uh, but yeah, check that out, please. Josh is at Sense Fortress. I think. Did we make the joke about Fall Guys? Fall Guys, yeah. Who Fall knows? Guys is, is G-rated <laughs> Sense Fortress, and if Josh likes one, he should like the other. That's right. Yeah. It's well, not I'm even. That's a good point, honestly. I got through a lot of Sense Fortress. <laughs> Uh, pretty on I my mean, first try, like no die, no dies. That's no dies, bro. No, but you're, no you're, going, you're going back in because you you basically beelined right to the second. You may, you're like you're like a parent forcing me into like Sunday. Oh, you're gonna boy. finish your fucking broccoli, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely. I can't Jesus. believe that you uh, 
You seriously just walked into Sims Fortress, died twice, and then just got to the end of it. Like, the only thing you have left is the boss. I don't think you realize that. Oh, um, shit. Which is kind of nuts. I was expecting it to be like a, a whole ass ordeal. Because once again, you guys underestimate my platforming ability. Well, you act like because I hate platforming you. in some game. First of all, this game does not deserve platforming with this wonky ass <laughs> bullshit. The, the running and the jumping. And I still fucking beat it. Suck at Miyazaki. You but haven't beat it yet. You're still going. You're still well, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I got through the the good ch good chunk of uh, of the platforming bullshit in this area, and and I, it, I I'm I'm decent at platforming. Is the point? Well, that's Just good because you'll uh, you'll have plenty of time to test those skills. Casey's a lot better, I will say. Like, I mean, I'm just, no, I think I'm. You better can like at, speed run Mario B. I'm better at platformers. That's like not the same. I'm not good at Dark Souls platforming. <laughs> no yeah. one really is. I you, think. you jumped off the fucking Firelink uh, elevator and rolled by accident onto the the buttress <laughs> to get up to that bird nest. Hey, on your first being try. Mr. Being Mr. Magoo sometimes better than being yeah. It took me like three or four fucking jump attempts to even get over there. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the point is, if you haven't seen it, go see it. We're like, what? We're close to twenty episodes into that, or something like that. And there's a whole new batch coming up soon, um, so look forward to that. Um, we could like switch gears a little bit, uh, since you know we. Uh, who knows what we lost? If there's anything salvageable from what we discussed, I'll I'll, I'll edit it together. So it. So it's in there. It'll just be a mashup of... Uh, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's my bad. Um, but uh, I was thinking, since we, we all three of us got together last night for like 45 minutes and played some Fall Guys. So speaking of Fall Guys, I want to get Ian's high-level game dev... Uh, I don't know. What's your take on Fall Oh, I mean, Guys? obviously it's a money-printing machine. Like, I don't think... <laughs> anybody anybody could deny that i mean uh, you know it's definitely it's definitely not hard to to see its appeal like to be uh, to be I, fair though i think the developers are, i remember when it came out I, I don't think they were expecting it to to blow up like it did like at all no no i, I mean i guess that, that's probably often the way it is with these uh you know these little games but like i mean it works really nicely i think uh you know all things considered and i'm not you know I'm not a huge uh, like party game guy, you know, in general. But you know, it's the sort of thing where, uh, well, I, I don't know. We were we were having a rough time once we started the squads mode. Uh, yeah. I, guess <laughs> I, was, I don't know why. It was all cocky too. Like I got my first crown uh, in my entire life playing Fall Guys. I got it last night. But we were in, I guess, the solo playlist. Yeah, uh, I don't know we why to, why we weren't we doing so well. Yeah, we failed what four times or something. We couldn't get past the first round. I don't, there was some shenanigans. I don't know. I'm we sure, we did I'm all sure right. We were just not. We, we just weren't on. That's it. I mean, I believe I believe that. I was pretty pooped, pooped from all my destiny. I did that exotic quest in Destiny solo. Yeah, yeah. Which you haven't seen Another yet. Another one we've been we've been playing as well as yeah. uh, Lightfall. You should, uh, we should, uh, next time we play that. Well, I don't know if the power level is going to be a problem for you or not. But yeah, we should do that sometime. Uh, Lightfall, yeah, I guess we could sure. talk about that. Josh, you were watching me stream it for, uh, at least intermittently. You were playing Vampire <laughs> Survivors the whole time, so I don't know yeah. what you saw. What is the Josh hot take about Lightfall? Knowing absolutely nothing about it. What is it? <laughs> I, uh, I just pretend it doesn't exist. That's it. 
Yeah. I thought you were going to make a, I don't know, something, some joke about Just shit being green. Comment. Wait, green. shit being what? Green? Green. Like, that's like, it's like all like green and pink, right? Like, I will uh, say, I will say I saw that, um, what was it, Neptune you were on or something? Yeah. That city looked kind of cool. I like that futuristic look. Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, whatever whatever you feel about about Destiny, it's it's hard to deny that it looks really nice. Yeah, they've yeah, always consistently. Uh, they, that whole art department has pretty much. I don't think they ever had a like an L. They never made anything that looks like ass. Well, I don't know. Some of their textures, if you look close enough, look a little ass. But yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. But that skybox department, whoever they are, man. They're probably getting uh yeah, bonuses. Hire them to, to do my kids' dioramas when they make <laughs> science fair projects. Always selling it. Yeah. yeah. Um, um trying to think of what else to say about Lightfall. Not much. Ian hasn't finished the campaign yet, so he hasn't seen the uh, the you know the dramatic conclusion. Let's see. Yeah, uh, it's uh, I mean I definitely I definitely think I was a bit I, I've been a bit spoiled in Destiny because I sort of came came on during the ramp up to the Witch Queen. Right. And then yep. got the Witch Queen. Um so like, you know, there's a palpable definitely, you know, as I mean, this is not controversial, everybody's basically saying it. Like a palpable dip in the in the in the narrative stuff. But like that's, you know, it's such a background element of destiny that it doesn't, you know, doesn't really prohibit the, the core experience from being enjoyable. Maybe I'm being um, close-minded because that's no, kind of no, my I stance. Mean, it's like this story has never been like amazing. I mean, and and that's, I mean, perhaps if you want, if one wanted to complain, maybe that's the better complaint to have. Is like why, why should should destiny, you know, make its fans sort of settle for mediocrity? But like, what are you gonna do? Like, if it works, it works, right? <laughs> like, you know, and uh, and I think you know, it, at least from what I've experienced, like when the story moments are good, the story moments are really fucking good. Like, I yeah. I really liked the arc of the Witch Queen. I thought even as somebody without a grasp on, you know, the vast annals of Destiny history, um, you know, I understood what was going on and I understood the stakes and I thought the stuff that they did with Savathun that was sort of you know, grounded in just, you know, what I did know about uh, Destiny right. history was really cool, you know, so. The Witch Queen was nice because it was like, it was like the, almost like the end of an arc almost, you know? And Lightfall is kind of setting up the beginning of the final arc. Right. Um. So like Witch Queen, because they had dumb characters too. Do you remember, what is his name? Finch? The ghost, yeah. Finch or Amaru, I think his name is, the... Oh yeah, the, the Sam- like the, the Savage yeah. ghost who's like some fucking some... mobster from the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, like... and he's talking to you. You're trying to do patrols, and he's like, hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. So I don't know. People are being a little I, selective. Destiny is definitely it has a silliness to it that's like undeniable for sure. Right. Um, but I do love its. You know, uh, just the broad themes of its story of these various, you know, spacefaring civilizations who are relating to something that they can't possibly fathom. Like that's that's yeah. cool, and the stuff they do with it is is, you know, cool enough, often enough that I've been enjoying. 
The most disappointing thing to me about Destiny's uh, new expansion, anyway, is uh, like the idea, the concept of like a secret human civilization that branched off and like went off and did its own thing for a long ass time. We are we've discovered them, and first of all, we get those guys. <laughs> like that's what we get. And then second of all, balls. why isn't the campaign at all about that? Like, oh my god, there was a secret fucking human civilization <laughs> popping off over here this whole time oh, yeah. what have they been doing what you know what's what's going on with them why the fuck you ain't calling me yeah how'd you get there what's going on like maybe you'll read that in a lore entry somewhere i don't know if that's true uh but why isn't that something that's kind of like um, delivered to you good point yeah i don't know anyway that's my big complaint Enough about destiny. I don't want Josh to fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> or have. Uh, or I, was get just, angry. I was just vegging out for a second. You know, you know what I? You know what I? I did play um, as well. That's like it has, it's been a big uh, gap in my. Oh, what backlog is uh, stories untold? You know that Ooh, one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Stories untold. Didn't they make a second one? Maybe I don't know. Or, or they're. Um, the I thought they did. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was decent. Um, the it like starts off as a text adventure, and then sort of becomes a like machine puzzle kind of game where you're like put with a, an apparatus that you need to like figure out how to use. Um, and I thought it got progressively weaker personally because I thought the text adventure stuff was the coolest stuff uh, in the game. Um, and they do sort of bring that back in a in a satisfying way, but like, it, it's also got a story that is like, I mean, when it comes to like horror stories, I mean, it really is a fucking tale as old as time. Like, it's it's <laughs> you know not super adventurous in that way. But I have to say, like, the text adventure stuff, particularly at the beginning, is pretty cool. It um, and it's got some nice moments that really ratchet up the tension in a ways that I wasn't expecting. I, I just really like how they implemented everything. You know, I, I, is this the right thing I'm looking at? It looks like they're cashing in on like the Stranger yeah, Things that's kind of vibe. Yeah, well, the so the key art was done by the same artist who did the okay. Stranger Things. It looks uh, from the font down to the. To yeah, the it's very, very. I, I, I mean, I, I can't speak directly because I haven't seen Stranger Things, but I do get the uh, the impression that it's got some some serious influence from. Well, it. It takes, I mean, it takes place in the same time period too, you know, so that oh, whole 80s. It? I don't know much yeah. about it. It's very vague in its description there. Stories Untold is a compilation tape of four experimental adventures, including a remaster of the original hit episode, The House Abandoned. The House Abandoned. That's the that's the best one for for my money. Um, the other that's ones are, are fine. I like, like, apparatus puzzles and stuff like that, but, like, I really felt in this one that it was less about divining how to use the apparatuses and more about just having a voiceover tell you what to do and then doing it to become sort of like a like a game of bop it. Hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, I mean, if if you know, it, it's a it's definitely not a bad game. In fact, I would right. say it's it's quite a good game. We're gonna write that idea down: haunted bop it game. Yeah, well, there you <laughs> go. I mean, that's uh, it's pretty. You probably make a million dollars, like the fucking vampire. Dab it. It's like um, twist. It. But but uh, <laughs> the last game uh, that I I wanted to talk about as well. I already talked with you about this one, Casey, but I did want to mention it just because it's one of the weirdest games I've 
played in a while. I already was a game called Sub Serial Network. Sub Serial. Yeah. Um, so Sub Serial Network is a game that's it's one of these games that's sort of like like you're in a you're in a fake browser, right? Uh, similar to. Game? It is on itch, yeah. I, I think can't it's find probably it on only Steam. On yeah, I don't think yeah. it's on Steam, and I think that there's a reason for that, and that's one of the interesting things about this game. So, like, um, some people might be familiar with the game, I believe it's called Welcome to the Game, um, which is, like, also a browser-based, uh, or a, a, a fake browser-type game, but, like, takes place within a virtual world. Mm -hmm. um, or, like, Her Story, where you're, like, on a terminal, right? But Subserial Network... You run the EXE and it actually like opens up fake windows like on your desktop. Um, and they provide like recommended in-universe wallpaper um, <laughs> that you put up and then you run the game and these windows pop up and you have like an email client and a browser. Um, and your job, you're basically like sort of a Blade Runner type character working for this agency whose job is to hunt down rogue AI who are trying to connect directly with like a central AI mind. Um, and as you dig deeper, you know, you start contacting, you know, making contact with these people. And there's this super vibey music that plays on this little MP3 player window through the whole fucking game. And as you get deeper in, new tracks get unlocked. Um, and it's just got a cool little you know, quite original uh, cyberpunk story, I felt. So, like, the, the definitely webpage, a strange... Yeah. The webpage is interesting. I'm looking at yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> looking at it now. It seems very... Very in-world. Yeah, it kind of feels like, a, like, like an ARG sort of-esque. Like, it's got ARG It definitely vibes. has that vibe about it. Like, like you, may, you know, hunting around in a, in a fake browser for, like, secret websites and shit. You mentioned Welcome to the Game, too. Where that, that game, if it's anything like that game, that game fucking creeped me out, man. That makes well, it's you not paranoid. horror. Subserial Network oh. is not horror the way, like, because, like, like, Subserial Network is like, welcome to the game if you extracted all of the Five Nights at Freddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and instead, like, made it a sort of contemplative, hard cyberpunk story. Gotcha. <laughs> um, very cool stuff, though. I really liked it. You told me, you mentioned that you had spoken to me about this game i don't remember you speaking to me about this game <laughs> I don't I know. No. um which could mean why do i even bother <laughs> well it could mean that you are mistaken or that my memory is even worse than i think it is oh my god my scrolling all right that's over with um i'm trying to think i'm looking at what i've what i've got here uh, that i've played recently um i played about an hour of Re uh, returnal which oh nice i've been yeah. wanting to pick that shit up um I had a great time with it, but uh, apparently it's a thing where you, you can get, uh, what are they called? It's like a fatal error crash. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer because I was having like a really good time and then suddenly, you know, I crashed. I haven't touched it yet. I don't know why. I thought maybe I was going to like return the game. Thought it would be kind of funny to return Returnal, but, uh, but it's still sitting there. I keep thinking that they're going to patch it. Or something, but it hasn't gotten a patch yet. And I don't know. Hmm. In the week or two that I've had it, um, really cool though. I think you're gonna like it a lot, Ian. Oh, I'm excited. Hopefully, it doesn't crash. I feel like that's the worst kind of game to have crashes in. 
Yeah. Like, Irma not, lose all your fucking progress. I'm not sure how it really works yet because I was, I was still very much being kind of tutorialized at that point. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know. I'm sure it's much more generous with checkpoints early on. Uh, I'm not sure how it goes later, but there is co-op, which I did not know. So if you ever do That's get it, there's like potential. I don't know if you could play with friends or not, but I'm definitely going to fucking find out if uh, yeah. if you do end up getting it. Interesting. Um, yeah, Returnal. Weird shit. Cool weapons, too. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see what you're going to think of it in the end because it is yeah. dodging all the the bullet hell stuff is a, is a little crazy yeah well you know what i what i've been told is that the uh you know the the narrative is like quite impressive uh so i'm really uh looking forward to that um and i mean if i can you know if i can knuckle through uh near automata i can knuckle through returnal i think yeah I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll, at the very least, I think you'll appreciate how good the combat feels and how good, like, the, yeah. mov the movement feels. The movement feels, like, immediately, uh, I don't know, satisfying. Like, oh, that's uh, good, yeah. You feel, that, like, very in control, which is cool. Um, but yeah, so I played that. What else? I, uh, I got a review key for Kerbal Space Program 2. But I never played the first one, and I'm looking at all the reviews for it, and it's, that shit's it's, complicated. It's all negative. Like everybody's like, it's just, it's like worse than the first one. It's missing features that the first one had. So <coughs> I'm just kind of sitting on it, and just waiting until, because it's early access. Didn't they sell that to to some company? I have company? no idea. At my old job, back when I was still living in the states, the like lead programmer at this software company I was working at, like worked right next door to my office. This dude was constantly talking about Kerbal fucking space program, <laughs> dude. Really? So I just assume that it's like one of those games that like programmer type people really dig. He said it's like insanely technical, uh, like yeah. aerodynamic shit. That's the part that seemed intriguing to me. Like, I don't know, because I'm like a space nerd. I'm probably at, like terrible at all that shit because I don't actually know. I think that's kind of the point, though. There's this like sort of comedic like slapstick quality to it if i understand correctly where it's sort of like yeah there's like cute yeah, part of it's the hilarious ways you can fail and yeah. kill these like little <laughs> herbal things yeah it was a uh, it was bought by by take two uh and then so like the original developers finished working on the first game but the second game is not made by the same developers made by intercept games yeah, so I don't know. I could have something to do with it. I have, like, little to no knowledge. <laughs> um, but I was always intrigued because, you know, I, I don't know. Any space game I see, I always kind of double take. Like, look at it. Like, ooh, what's that? But, uh, but yeah. Other than that, uh, by the way, I'm, I'm looking at my Steam library now. Uh, that Antioch Scarlet Bay game is still installed on my machine. I was just looking at that myself because <laughs> yeah. it's in my recently played games. I would uh, one of these one of these nights when yeah, we're we just gotta, chilling, we, we should definitely. It off. I think we're I think we're about halfway through based on uh, play time. Here, I can, Josh. Do you remember us talking about that? Not at all. Here, I'll bring it up. On, uh, it's like it's a weird ass game. Quirky as fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> Here. The, the scene where we were fucking just standing swearing at each other for like <laughs> 12 exchanges. 
<laughs> not us like our characters like, oh, like, with dialogue options we're just like, like shit fuck you fuck. Yeah, instead of advancing the conversation we just sort of swore <laughs> it was yeah it was just like bitch over and over and over again. Like, st stumble into a murder scene like shit <laughs> it's kind of like fuck. this weird shit. yeah it's like this weird co-op sort of narrative detective game where you uh you're the only gameplay is where you're choosing dialogue options it's like a co-op visual novel where kinda, you like yeah. talk to each other like it's oh, pretty, interesting, pretty yeah. interesting it's yeah. a cool concept for sure um but it is it's, it's it's got a tone to it that's very i don't know individual absolutely yeah but we should absolutely finish that off sometime after we uh after we win squad uh fall guys <laughs> <laughs> I did want to bring up uh, The Last of Us TV show, since I'm pretty sure Josh and I are watching that every week, and Ian's still back on episode three, I believe. I am. Yeah. Do, do you, are you, like, at all intrigued to see where it goes, Ian? Or is not, it just, really, no. not really, no. Any reason? <laughs> um, People are saying this is, like, some real prestige HBO television. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe, you know, once it's all out, I'll, like, end up sort of, like, killing it all in a in a, a weekend or something like that. Yeah. Um, just to see what it's all about. But, you know, I don't know. Like, like to me, nothing has caught, you know, my attention within the substance of the show to sort of divert me from my, you know, preconceived notions about The Last of Us. Um, now... That's not to say that nothing has caught my attention because obviously Nick Offerman's performance uh, was like super impressive and I love that guy and I hope he just yeah. keeps getting interesting work. How do you um, feel about that that sort of, I guess, decision to basically derail that whole character's existing? I thought, it was, I thought it was so good. If you go yeah. back to the, to the game and like actually, like because I did, I went back and I watched like a playthrough of the sequence that he's in. And like, my God, the character is just a joke by comparison. Like, yeah, he's yeah. Just like a, literally, he's, just a, he's just a fat joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's obviously way more, you know, way more realized uh, yeah. in in the the show, you know, which I think is is it was a good call. Um, Something I'm noticing yeah. about the Last of Us TV show, and maybe it's I don't know. I mean, I guess it makes sense because they are staying pretty true to, you know, the game. Well, they they hit the they hit the scenes almost you know we're really actually just line by line and shot by shot the most important like emotional scenes from the game yeah but they definitely change it up where it just doesn't like like what happened with bill in episode three as opposed to the game like he, he didn't need to continue to exist you know so i mean no like that, that's exactly that's like the perfect example of a really smart change in my opinion because like the the end goal of bill is satisfied right like right. joel and ellie get stuff that they need to go yep. forward and that's that um right so no i thought that was really smart but what i am noticing this is uh it's like almost every episode it's just it's like torture porn misery porn kind of like every single episode it's just like oh here's somebody that i like let's watch them kill them and it kind of is like that um and i guess a little bit I mean, yeah. that's the thesis. To me, that's always been the thesis of The Last of Us is that, like, basically, you know, the only way to affect change in the world is through violence. Um, 
and and taking a pretty you know uh uh sort of nihilistic approach to that but even even in uh, episode three i thought it was really interesting that they put what i've always imagined to be the core message of the last of us the the you know I hated the world and I was glad it was over until I found one person. Right. And worth saving. Meaning to a meaning to exist is what and it then, is. And then they put that in the mouth of a prepper. And I think that that's very appropriate, honestly, because I think much of contemporary post-apocalyptic fiction is like a prepper fantasy. Right? Yeah. No, um, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this you is... Know, I don't know how well this kind of jives with where you're where you were going with that, but on like a personal level, as beautiful as the whole Bill and Frank kind of you know arc is and how well done it is, uh, that part that you just mentioned is the part that resonates with me the most because I like that's kind of how I feel like as a real person like I just don't like people. I'm kind of in that boat where I'm like you know. If this all goes I think to there's shit. a there's a reason you know it really rings this is, close. To this me. is another thing we were talking about you know a little bit the other night, but like <clears throat> I think a lot of people, in fact, perhaps the majority of people uh, in America at least uh, feel that way. I think I think uh, American culture is very much about isolationism and individualism. You know, every man is an island, that sort of thing. Which is ironic, being that we're a country built on accepting people into our into our country. Right. Well, you know, but but only on the basis of like individualism, right? You on know, the, on the basis the, that they assimilate is what it is. Um, but then you know, you know, but I but I don't know. I think I think this is this is a very common uh, you know theme in post apocalyptic literature, like I said. Um, but I'm always excited to see <laughs> post-apocalyptic fiction that takes, uh, you know, sort of distinct approach from that. Um, yeah. Because I don't know, I have very complicated feelings about humanity. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> not a, a good thing. I'm not a hippie. There, <laughs> right. there's, you know, there's one thing from from The Last of Us but, that you mentioned that you that you wanted to see more of, and that's how you know because throughout the game you're like Joel is not a good person, right? And they don't well, really dive deep into that. I don't know about that. It's 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 more about uh, you know beyond. I actually I actually think the that that um, the Last of Us is is a very moralistic story. So perhaps perhaps it's actually you know uh, a result of that that they end up uh, uh, sort of treating Joel's. Joel and Ellie's relationship the way it is. It's less that I wanted them to be sort of condemning of Joel and more to just sort of bring out the real darkness in that relationship. Because I think in many ways it's it's treated as, as you know, an unequivocal source of light in... Uh, Craig Mason seems to be, at least in like all the marketing and interviews he's done for this show, that seems to be something he's very conscious of. And that's, and that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it because he hasn't watched that far, but like... Joel's darkness is on full display throughout this whole series. And, and so I'm, I'm constantly like, cause, cause you went through the first game. Cause it's the same thing with the second game. I mentioned that it's definitely on more, more on display in the second game. And I, you know, if you go further, that's, you're going to get more of, I think what you want. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't, uh, I don't, you know, like I say, I mean, I'm not, I'm not 
out to condemn the, no, the no, show no. or anything. That's not, um, I, well, I hope that it didn't come off that way. That no, no, sure. certainly not. You know, no, I just no. wanted to make because I know. I mean, I'm sure you know at least for some people who might be listening right now, my my <laughs> feelings about the Last of Us. The comments, you know, they might seem uh, extreme to some. Yeah, um, well. but I want, you know, I did enjoy, you know, the, the you know, watching the first, uh, the, you know, the first three episodes and again, like, uh, the bill stuff was great. So, you know, once it's, once it's all out and I'm like chilling yeah. around, look, feeling like watching something one weekend, you know, yeah, probably I'm, kill it off, you know, something that I'm happy to report on, at least with that show is, uh, cause I don't, early on, I was really struggling, not so much with Pedro Pascal, but Bella Ramsey as Ellie was just not clicking for me. Now I'm like totally on board. Oh, nice. Like hundred cool. percent. I'm, I'm I actually, I actually was the opposite. I, I thought I was more on board, board with her being Ellie as opposed to Pedro Pascal being Joel. Really? Now he just seems so Joel to me. He's a little softer maybe, but I don't know. I, I think I, that's what it, I mean, between the fact that he's kind of like the name right now, you know, in, in all these shows, um, I guess, yeah. You know, so I'm seeing a lot of them, but you're right. He is he is softer than the 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 game version of Joel. It's cool to finally early on. You got the whole thing in episode one, you know, with the the big Sarah scene. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, he's just kind of sitting on his ass for a lot, as far as the acting goes. Like he's there's so many opportunities. He's stone facing it. <laughs> there, are, there are some there are some scenes though. You remember you know, the I, pancake mix? <laughs> <laughs> Ian and I were uh, watching. I was making him watch the. Uh, it was episode three, but we just fucking lost it because it was just something about the delivery when Joel was telling like Ellie. Pancake mix. I'm just like, oh my god, he's still thinking about that fucking pancake. And then he's <laughs> like, we need twenty to, years later. We need to go another way. It's it, there's something I don't want you to see on this road. <laughs> and I was like, it's a bisquick truck. <laughs> <laughs> we were just, oh, man. just totally ruining the moment but it was funny um but but there are scenes where he he picks it up and they have really good chemistry too oh yeah there's a scene um, in uh what is it six episode six it wasn't that long ago in with the, him in the and uh Tom, joel and tommy where they're just kind of having a heart to heart well that too yeah that got that whole episode was probably his best acting wise oh yeah for sure i mean oh well, ian knows what the like the story of the game, right? So it's not like I do, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you, you know that Joel gets injured, yes, and uh, yeah. is kind of out of commission. That's basically where he's been at for like two episodes now. So it's just like, okay, guys. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just a sleepy motherfucker on the ground. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, it's not even part of the script. He was just taking a nap. I didn't know. We haven't really talked about the show yet, and uh, I feel like we, I don't know, Josh and I <laughs> at least are invested in it and. Ian always has interesting things to say about the, about the Last of Us. And, <laughs> I thought it was very, very yeah. generous, charitable. Yeah. But we're going like we're already on a staggered podcast release, and then I got sick, and they're like, "Fuck, who knows?" Like three weeks from now, the show will be two weeks over. We got to bait the fanboys into getting. Yeah, I got to so put, put all the comments on. Got to put those uh, Joel and Ellie. Got to be in the uh, the fucking thumbnail or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Joel, Ellie, and Arthur Morgan. Just <laughs> hello, boy. Uh, uh, I will say green blunt rotation right there. <laughs> I, we we can talk about Red Dead here in a second, but I I will say last thing about the the Last of Us uh, HBO show is that the from what I've heard is that the finale episode, which is coming up, 
is like 43 minutes long and I feel like they have so much shit to do. Well, they, they've already been renewed for season two, you know what I mean? They're not going to go straight into... No, they're not going to go straight into the second game for the next season. No, they right? are. That's that. That was my oh, understanding shit. based on all the interviews and stuff. Uh, this, Damn. <coughs> season one is supposed to end, as far as I know. You know when the game ends, and if it is, forty-three minutes does not seem feasible to me, uh, yeah, especially because like Ashley Johnson's cameo is still coming up, and I believe she's like Ellie's mom or something. So there's going to be like a flashback element. What do you think of Troy Baker's cameo? Speaking of. He did a good job. I don't care for Troy Baker. He's kind of got like a giant I love myself stick shoved like 10 inches of his ass at all times. But uh, I mean, he's an, I mean, you're the voice actor. Like, uh, I guess don't burn any bridges, but uh, I don't know. He just has that hot shit sort of vibe that I don't care for, but he's a talented dude and he did a good job live action. I was surprised. He is a lanky mofo though, you know? So like, I don't, I don't think he could have pulled off Joel. Yeah, he auditioned for Joel, which makes sense, but but yeah, long that. Joel, <laughs> long <Yeah>. Joel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I bet that his delivery on the uh, pancake mix line would have been <laughs> subpar. Uh, something about Pedro Pascal, man. He's like he squints a little. There's like a little pause before he says it. He just it takes him right back to that fucking breakfast table. Cake mix. Anyway, there's that. Um, yeah, I haven't been playing anything. Uh, oh, okay, real quick. Hogwarts Legacy. We'll talk about this more, I guess, when we beat the game. But right now, I'm kind of stalled out on it. Not because I don't like it, but uh, I don't know. I just have a tendency, like in these open world games, when there's tons of shit, I'm just like, I gotta go do it. And uh, that's where I'm at. I got a little burned out, and then I took a break, and then the Destiny expansion dropped, and so I'll, I'll return to it. But Josh, are you still enjoying that yourself? Yeah, but I haven't played it in a couple of weeks, like I said, because like yeah, I play Empire I, Survivors just fucking <laughs> dominates. It's more, it's more, more life. Uh, like I said, I've been busy because I, I played it. And then the, the next thing after that is I, I played for hours <laughs> the, the week that uh, oh, yeah, canceled for being sick. Yeah. I, I was like that day. I was like, OK, I'm going to beat it today so we can talk about it tonight. And then you cancel. I'm like, thank God, because I'm like just starting the epilogue, and that epilogue was fucking <laughs> monstrous. Right. Uh, so, so after that, and then I got busy, and, and I haven't played Harry Potter or whatever the fuck uh, since. Well, since um, since so. I mean, we've been flirting with the Red Deadline here for a couple of minutes. Might as well just jump right on over. Uh, Josh, what are your? I guess I don't know. Talk about. You, you've experienced the whole game now, so yeah, let's, let's yeah. hear what you have to say about it. Man, uh, yeah, like I said, you were not kidding <laughs> talking about that epilogue, because I was like, I finished chapter six, I was like, whoo, boy. It's, it's like know. the fucking Energizer bunny of plots. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, and it was all sad and shit, and I was like ready to be like emotionally. Oh, yeah, spoilers, by the way, for anyone listening. We're, yeah. we're going to talk about Red Dead 2 and like the people that die and shit, so like run away. Yeah. It was uh, it was all sad and shit, and I was like ready to be emotionally divested. And I figured it would probably pick up with John Marston in the epilogue, which it did, um, to connect it to you know the first game since it was a prequel. And but damn, like, like I didn't know it was like. And then uh, you know, for the next seven years, let's talk about <laughs> what happened with John Marston yeah. between now and the first game. Yeah. You, 
And interestingly, I, I totally like it went way over my head for the longest until like I was pretty much finished finished with the epilogue. That uncle from the first game is the uncle. Yeah, from you didn't know that immediately? <laughs> no. He was one of the first characters I recognized. I did not. Like, well, that that uncle? Uncle? You you played it more recently than I did. I, did. I, I played it very long back, back. So I think it was like 2012 when imagine. I played the first one. That's so funny. yeah, I was like, holy shit. Cause it, cause it was all like connecting in my head, like do, 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 like when when playing through the Apple, like I was like, oh, this is the homestead that he's on in the first game. Oh yeah, and uh, in the Blackwater, blah blah blah. Um, but then I was like, wait a minute, Uncle, uncle. he's moving in with me. That's the same Uncle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Funny, like I watched Ian play, I think the entirety of the Arthur Morgan story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the early like the first couple hours of the John Marston epilogue. But then uh, you finished it on your own, so I didn't get to see, in my opinion, the only justification for that epilogue, which is the (laughs) final showdown. Yeah, the climax with that moment when fucking Dutch is standing there in the door. This shit's so cool. So good. Um, It's uh, it's a huge moment for Dutch as well. Like to leave to leave that the money behind. It like complicates his character further. Because he basically becomes single-handedly responsible for, you know, the the financial well-being of John and what's her name? Sadie. I'm gonna call her Jesse because of the fucking <laughs> Toy Story. Girl from Toy Story. No, yeah, that's it's, not, uh, it's not Maggie. It's no, Sadie. no, his wife. It's John's Sadie. Wife. Sadie. Sadie. Sadie is not his wife. Jesus Christ. No, I'm talking about Ab- You're talking about Abigail, but I, oh, yeah. I'm talking about Sadie, Sadie. Adler. Oh. Yeah. Arthur. I'm including Abigail and 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 little little Jack in in my uh, you know in in John Marston's uh, financial well-being. Right. Um, you know the one thing I didn't like. Speaking of like this connection to the first game. Only one thing. The the uh, you know obviously Dutch and Bill you know took Bill took Dutch's side, but then like it did not make sense to me why. Javi, yeah, why Javier would take Dutch aside? Like Javier was like always like buds with with uh, Arthur, right? Like like all of a sudden he's like fuck you, Arthur. Like well, Ian at the end of it, played Red Dead One right before two, but I and I haven't played Red Dead One all the way through ever. So I, my memory of Javier Escuela is very. It's mostly Red Dead Two, but they do go well, out of their way in Red Dead Two to make him one likable, extremely yeah. charismatic. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you in a way where I'm not sure, like, in Red, Red Dead, Dead 1, he, he's yeah. much more conniving. Well, like, maybe he lost his shit, you know? Here, here's the thing, though, about, about Red Dead 1, and maybe I, if I'm misunderstanding, uh, you know, you can correct me, but, like, nobody really is in disagreement that Dutch became a liability, right? Nobody's still with Dutch right. at that point. Their real opposition to John Marston, as I understood it, was that he's, he's literally rat. working with the feds to yeah. hunt them down. <laughs> um, but isn't, didn't at you that say point, in Red Dead yeah. 1, Javier's like, you've always been a bitch or something like that? <laughs> like the John Marston. Uh, he, does, he, does, uh, he does say, but, but you know, Josh said that too. <laughs> so, you know. 
That was the first thing Josh told me about his thoughts on Red Dead 2 was that John Marston's a bitch. John Marston has been a bitch ever since he knocked his head off of that fucking railroad sign that night of the train robbery. Never been the same again. So, like, what are you going to do? But, like, uh, honestly, I don't know. Um, You know, I... I, That's where the mysterious man comes from. It's just from that concussion. He's just missing. Yeah. Wait, he. So I mean, yeah, he's working with the FBI in the first game, but but like before that, like why? I, it's just weird to me that he was so against him. You know, in the end of two, uh, because I don't you know, he wasn't working with the was FBI. Was he in the end game. of two? I don't remember it. Javier. Yeah. Yeah. He. So there's that part where basically uh, that's the same moment when they shoot um, Mrs. What's her name? The older lady. Um, the older they shoot her lady. in yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't. Yeah, remember. and then Bill, Bill Dutch, and Javier ride off with Micah and Micah's guys, and then you know, and that's just as the Pinkertons are moving in on that cave area, the camp, oh, that right, last right, camp. Right. But as far as the epilogue goes, you don't see any Javier, right? Like you don't see. Nah. Like that's the last you see of Javier, isn't it? Like Javier during... and Bill. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like there's no moment where where well, I feel like Javier should have turned. Shit. Well, yeah, Bill made sense because Bill was like, I mean, he actively, he was actively like, ah, stick with Dutch, the loyalty, blah, blah. Um, you know, Bill is actually, he had, when, when you play as Arthur, Bill actually has a couple of pretty interesting uh, little, like, missable camp things. Like, he'll get, like, there's one where he gets drunk and he's just, like, sitting there with, I forget who, maybe Uncle, maybe Javier, or maybe it's uh, Sean. I don't remember. He's sitting down with another character just talking about how much of a fuck up he is and how he wishes dutch liked him more uh and it's interesting that like the, the most like depth is lapdog yeah the most depth that character has is just like missable thing um and then there's another thing where he gives you a like a little quest i don't know how much of this either of you did but like you know how the camp people would every now and then be like hey i want a harmonica or i want a pen or whatever but bill wants yeah. palm, he wants pomade i and, got him pomade <laughs> yeah and if you happen to have pomade like you and bill have this like like, just don't fucking say anything to anybody. You didn't get <laughs> yeah. it from me. Kind of thing. I thought fucking that was I, funny. I had the shit for Kieran's request, and he fucking... That was like... He, like, disappeared from camp, and I was like, what the fuck, man? And then he turned up. <laughs> there he is. I was like, well, well, that makes sense. Shit. <laughs> I'd like to Couldn't request my head back, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um... What can I ask you about Red Dead 2? Ian, do you have any questions for Josh, or do you have anything you want to say about that? For Josh specifically? Sure. I mean, uh, since... you, you, you had mentioned that you were pretty sure that you were going to be able to predict the ending quite early. I mm-hmm. wondered if you were correct about that and what that specific prediction had been. Uh, about Micah basically fucking everyone over and being the rat. Okay. And uh, in that, uh, I, think, I think I actually expected... Um, uh, fucking Dutch to be more of a piece of shit. Like he was very much more conflicted than I thought he was going to be, which actually, you know, which is a good thing. You know, it gives him, yeah. gives him more depth, but, but, um, but yeah, it wasn't, it was, it was, no, I'll be honest. I, 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 I like <laughs> the, Micah's, Micah's shittiness was so <laughs> obvious that it actually made me not predict that yeah. he would be, because I didn't think it would be that easy. <laughs> it was like, uh, 
it was much more compelling to me that Molly was the rat, right? I will say though, they did a good job mm-hmm. with him, just making you hate him, and and yeah, he was like a sh- shithead throughout the whole game. But man, he, the it was realistic, is what I mean, because there was like I was like I know people like that, but, you know, not to that extreme, but like I know people like that that just like everything they fucking say, you just want to fucking punch them right in the goddamn <laughs> jaw. Like, you know, I was like, I couldn't believe how how held back Arthur remained with him. The guy that plays I like that he calls him cowpoke. Cowpoke, yeah. Black lung. Black lung. Yeah. Yeah. So, actually, sorry, speaking of black lung, I had this thought, like, the the quests that you do for um, Air Strauss, those are all... They're not optional, no. I thought they were all optional. The one, no, the one, the one where you get not. TV is not. Yeah. I okay. Had the same, I, I had the exact same thought. Yeah, I was like, what happens if you don't do it? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I wonder right. too, because like knowing the exact moment, you know, when that happens, I wondered, because knowing when it happens and seeing it, it's like obvious, because like you know they go out of their way to show the blood, kind of, and then Arthur's like rubbing it off his face, and yeah. he's riding away, and he's like spitting shit out of his mouth. Um, I was wondering if that was obvious uh, when I was watching you play, and if like anything stuck out there at all, or if it was. Well, the just- trick the trick to that is that you know there was like forty five hours between if you know <laughs> if I don't know if if things had been a little condensed, you know I may have been able to connect the dots. But the I, truth but- of the matter is, it happened so incidentally. I do remember thinking to myself about the cough. Yeah, but then d- basically thinking thinking to myself, it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting choice, an interesting acting choice, right? Right. Um, and not really uh, ascribing any, because uh, that you know that uh, hits, anything to it. That hits early, like the coughing starts. It's not forty five hours. It's like you know. No, no, that's the sort of persistent uh, uh, thing for sure. Um, but again, because I yeah, because I wasn't really connecting those dots at the time, uh, it definitely passed me by as sort of an incidental thing um i did i did pick it up i think if i remember correctly i did pick it up before uh it was like all laid out so i'm not completely what gave it away was, was it arthur's bloodshot well, like, eyes like he was yeah yeah well he starts like looking like looking like grossing me out like, at the end yeah you know uh uh, I, it wasn't like I was like, oh, this motherfucker's got TB. It was more like, you know, this motherfucker's not looking too hot. Right. Um, You're like, maybe I should be balancing the the food <laughs> nutrition the food right, mechanic right. a little bit. I actually did start eating more towards the end. Just And I knew it was the TB that that was like fucking him up. But like the, the way he was looking, I was like, I got to like fill him out, man. This is grossing me out. Like, I don't like looking at him anymore. No, I think, I think that that actually has... I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that once you, you know, when you're playing in chapter six, your stats are affected by the TB. Like you, uh, yeah. you get tired faster. You run out of stamina faster and stuff. Your, like your health core drops yeah. uh, constantly. Um, so, I mean, how did you end up feeling, I guess, about Arthur's conclusion? Did you, uh, were you emotionally invested at that point or were you just like... I mean, I knew it was coming. Uh, you know, I saw the TB... From the from the beginning, even the first time I played, uh, up to that point, you saw but, the TB uh, coming. Yeah, I I don't believe you. <laughs> what? I mean, it was obvious. It's the it's the eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, right where TB was fucking wiping people out. The guys coughing and get blood. It was 
pointed out, you know, like you said in, in that scene, and he starts coughing throughout the whole game. I'm like, oh, he's got TB. This motherfucker's going to die because I don't have a vaccine. I wouldn't say that that's obvious at all. If you're being honest right now, I'm genuinely surprised. I, I am being honest, but I mean, you don't have to believe me. It, yeah, I would say, that's, really I would say that's, that's pretty, that's pretty buried. Although you were, you were tearing through it. So you may have, you may have been, you know, uh, sort of, uh, yeah, you didn't necessarily have the, the expanse, but I don't know. Um, I mean, that's, I, you don't have to believe me. It's neither <laughs> here nor there anyway. But, uh, but anyway, the, um, Bitchy. I, See, I, I, I am especially surprised that that's not the first thing you said when uh, when I asked what you had predicted. That's what really surprised me. I, it was the Micah, I thought, the Micah thing and not the, the tuberculosis. Thing. I thought that because I, I thought it was obvious. Well, <laughs> I just think it's I just think it's it's the more significant plot point to me um, than the than the ratness of. Uh, what well, do you think it's the TB the ultimate? I mean, I know it obviously fucked him up in the in the final fight, but do you think that's what actually killed him, or was it the fight that killed him? Well, no, I mean, I think I think you know, Mike obviously beat him to death. Uh, yeah, so, so I it's mean, not it like really... it's like Mike almost beat him to death, and then the tuberculosis like kicked in. <laughs> well, that's why. Well, that's why I'm it saying is like the job, you know, yeah. get him, get him. <laughs> <laughs> Now's a chance, um, boys. That always hits me though. I get like emotional whenever. Uh... When Arthur's laying there on the ground and Dutch is there and he's like, oh, Dutch. Like, for some reason, it always fucking gets me. Like, what? Like, I think. What is, what is he feeling right there? What What got me is, and it was, I really enjoyed how, how they, how they just played him out as a character in chapter six and on. But just how, because I, like I saw, like I said, I saw it coming. So I knew he was going to die. Um. And, and I, I mean, even so, just even without the TB, like, that's just how it's going to end. You know what I mean? That's that's just how the story's going to He's going to die somewhere. I, yeah, I think it was pretty obvious that Arthur yeah. Morgan was not going to survive Red Dead 2. Right. And and so because of that, I, I was like preparing myself, but it still really sucked. And part of that is because of his growth. Like he he wasn't I don't think he was really looking for a redemption, but he felt it was like an acceptance he, thing for I, him. Not even, well, yeah, he was accepting it, but like doing all these good things, if that's what you chose anyway, towards the end. And people kept consistently calling him, you're a good man, Arthur Morgan. He's like, nah, you don't know me. Um, I mean, you're like, well, no, I mean, the acceptance he, he started is, to... that, is that like he can die. He can leave this world having done the terrible shit that, he, that eats him up. He can still go out as a good person. Well, I what I noticed what I more, mean. what what I noticed more is that he was like, this weight had lifted off of his shoulders once he got to that point where he was just like, I don't need to fucking, I don't need this acceptance from Dutch. I don't, I can do what I want. I, I think the shit that we're doing is fucked up. I should start being a good person. I don't need that, that redemption necessarily, but I can just, I don't need the stress anymore. And he just let go. And he was like happy doing this shit. You know what I mean? Despite all the, the nonsense going on. And, uh, you know, especially with the, there were two, um, stranger missions which is that the old guy by the lake that you do like the hunting and fishing with the one with um, the with the the horse yeah 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 the one that gets um, gored to death by a boar yeah that guy yeah. that guy and then the woman whose husband died and she he, Arthur's like teaching her how to be self-sufficient he missed that one did you yeah. oh man that sucks cuz that missed missed which one you missed that stranger mission if you played it i, I didn't see you play it 
The one where you meet the the woman in the cabin by the lake and you teach her how to hunt and shit. Yeah, I never saw you play that. Oh yeah, no, I I played that. Oh good, <laughs> I was gonna say because that those two stranger missions, despite being just completely optional side missions, were really important to his character development. I thought, which yeah. is really cool to me that that there's even these not even just the stranger missions, but sometimes even even like the little. Um, you know, those just chance encounters like the, that you get in town or some, or along the road. Sometimes I remember, uh, going back into Valentine and there's that one, like that, that one dude who's, uh, got his leg amputated or arm or something. Um, and he comes up to me and he's like, Oh, oh you veteran? don't look so yeah. He keeps calling you a friend. He's not yeah. actually a veteran. He's, he admits that to you. He's like, Oh, you're a good man. Uh, I don't want you to die. That makes me sad. And he's like, you know, he's kind of special in that way, but um, if you go back in the epilogue as John Marston and talk to the, there's two veterans, one there and one in Rhodes. Uh, mm -hmm. You can talk to them about, you know, Arthur Morgan, and it's kind of cool. They kind of yeah, they're just the way, them. just the way Arthur had started to affect people's lives in that positive way, even in those small chance encounters or the stranger missions, just really cool to me. Yeah. Did you tear up, or were you just like, "Fuck it, go, let's go"? I didn't tear up, but there was definitely a wave of like. Oh. What's the most yeah. emotion you felt, uh, Ian, in Red Dead 2? In Red Dead 2? Yeah. Like, a, as a singular moment? Sure. Like, what, like th did any moment get you? Like, not, like, crying like a baby or anything, but did anything kind of hit you, or was it just... Like, 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 in a, like, like in a tear-jerky kind of way? Anything that hit you, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I liked the, I liked the, 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 se the sequences with, um, Arthur and his, like, former love. Yeah, that felt uh, very and his, real. You know, refusal to sort of, uh, you know, run away uh, with her. Did you feel she was using him? Uh like, like, no, like, like, egging him, like, kind of leading him on just so he would like solve some of her issues. I think she was no, going I mean, through her own thing. Like she was. I think she was toying with the idea of going back to him too. Um, yeah, well, she. I think she definitely was. She she directly, you know, asked. I guess there was that letter to run end. away with her at the end of that arc. Right. And he and what does he do? He like he fucking mealy mouths and looks at his shoes and kicks around this and that, the money, the money, black water. You know, and then and then of course she's just like, all right, fuck it. Like, you know, so I mean I don't know that she's using him in a malicious way. Um I do think that in the situations that she's in, he's the only person that she can go to. I think that speaks to the depth of their relationship rather than its shallowness. Um, yeah. For me, at least. Just the first mission you do with her. Um, I don't know. I always got the vibe that she was like, maybe not looking to get back together. Like not, not as like the main motivation, but like now that he's standing right there on the porch and she's seeing him and talking to him, maybe. And then he goes off yeah. and gets, gets the brother for her. And then when he goes to the train station, finally, you know, and all that stuff, she kind of comes down from it. And like right before she steps onto the train or whatever, and she's like, I can't, you're never going to change. Um, so I don't know. I always got the vibe that it was kind of always something that she was at least hoping for, but maybe unrealistic. I don't know. Yeah. I like. So I did enjoy that quite a bit. I like that kind of stuff. Um, you, don't, you don't see. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't call that a good romance, but you don't see like, I guess, realistic 
romance in gaming too often. I mean, it's not a bad romance, and that's better than right. than most video games. Like, well, you know uh, what I mean. Like, I don't think it was written as, <laughs> as, I don't know. But uh, it was cool to see romance done in the medium in a way that, like, I don't know, felt... It was um, compelling. Yeah, it was honest, uh, too. Like, I don't know. Um, so I, uh, you know, definitely, uh, definitely was feeling it for that. And, you know, obviously, I mean, Arthur's, you know, death is moving, you know, you spend sure whatever it is, 50 hours with this guy uh, as he's like, you know, memeing across the fucking, <laughs> you know, Savannah or whatever, you know, You're the plains, um, you know, and you definitely, uh, you know, it's definitely impactful when he dies and, and, and stuff. Now his, his ending is, is. It's an interesting point for me because, like, knowing what happens in Red Dead Redemption 1 almost completely, like, nullifies <laughs> the, it's like, if it, you know, his, his act becomes less, you know, a true good deed and more like the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? Yeah. Um, he quite literally... You know, the last shot of the game is is fucking John and Abigail standing atop the spots that will become their own graves. Mm-hmm. Arthur essentially delivered them there inadvertently, or at least could not stem the flow of destiny enough to stop it, right? Um, I, I think that's the important part. I, like, I think, at least for Arthur's journey, I don't think he needs to really justify his existence by changing, by saving John Marston. Um and I'm not saying you think that, but I think maybe just the, the journey that he went on with like, cause his whole thing was, and it's in like the very first journal entry that he writes in the game. Like he's just always bitching about like the terrible things he's done. And I hate that I had to do these things and et cetera, et cetera. And then like all the way up to the end when he's facing down this terminal illness and he's still hung up on the shit that he had to do. Um, so I don't know. I, I always looked at it as Arthur is, on his own little redemption just to get to the end in a way that doesn't like kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I agree with that for sure. Um, you know, and what I'm saying too, is not necessarily a complaint thing that I wasn't sure how I felt about at the beginning, but overall I actually like the fact that both of the red dead redemption games complicate the idea of redemption sort of to the bitter end. Yeah. Um, you know, that that you know, you can you can do what you need to do to find peace for yourself, you know, but eventually <laughs> you know, and it's all dirt in the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Uh quite literally. I like to think that maybe that's the point. Like I don't know how smart they are or I guess Dan Hauser or whoever, you know. Well, I think they're pretty smart because I think these games are both pretty well written and and pretty thematically rich. Yeah. So I would say that, you know, you know, that's intentional. It's perhaps even more on display in Red Dead Redemption 2 because of how sort of uh, it sounds weird to say this about what at the time was a massive open world game, but it's stripped down in comparison to Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, and so you you really get this the build up to the to the closing of uh, and, and the, the final moment of Red Dead Redemption, uh, or at least of John Marston's arc. He sort of steps out of the barn and there's all right. the fucking G-men there. And you like, you go into Deadeye and you line it all up. And before he can even get a single fucking shot off, <laughs> he's just like mowed the fuck down 
it's such a cool way of using these uh, the mechanics to to create this moment where you just can't escape this 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 past, right? right. It, it, it comes, it comes, you know, and 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 especially in light of you know the way Dutch sort of leaves it with him, you know, he basically says to John, you know, uh, if I'm gone, you know, they're just gonna find another monster, like that's the way it is. And of course, the monster they end up finding is John. And so that's you know it, it's it's an interesting thing because uh, because you know there's all there's a certain level of redemption that's sort of brutal and horrifying, uh, but still redemptive that even Dutch finds himself on. Again, I would go back to like leaving the money behind is like a huge deal. The fact that he you know sort of goes from this you know I mean you can we we've talked before about like Dutch's relationship with the Native Americans. And like at the end of Red Dead 2, you get this, you know, almost explicit. It's 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 almost uncharacteristically explicit for for Dutch when he's basically like, oh, I'm just using these guys as cover and then we'll escape with the money. Mm-hmm. And then after the final confrontation, he leaves the money behind. And we know that in Red Dead Redemption 1, he basically goes back to live in a cave and <laughs> fight with the Native Americans. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's this like. You know, shift to authenticity that Dutch is able to experience. Maybe, and I think like, he is sort of an in, in, inauthentic person at the beginning of the game, right? You can sort of hear it in his voice. Uh, oh yeah, very grandiose. He's performative all across the board. Un- unfortunately, you know, his authenticity involves you know being a killer, right? Like well, I was wondering, cold blooded. If, if maybe Dutch is mirroring, a, not okay. Think, think of the lines here as soft and not hard. Sure, but sure. Maybe Dutch Dutch's journey is sort of mirroring Arthur's in a way where he has to sort of put behind, you know, like the money and all that stuff and, and, and I don't know, strive and reach towards something that's more genuine to him. Greater. Yeah. I think that's a good, that's a good point. In Dutch's like language, I think he would, he would consider it an acceptance of one's nature and i don't know perhaps he might it's hard to say if he would if he would view uh you know what arthur is able to do ultimately as an acceptance of 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 his nature or an attempt to nullify it you know if those are are adverse because he definitely advises john to accept his his nature and not flee from it how do you think dutch felt um on the mountainside with arthur dying there he says, I mean, no- he says nothing. Like, what do you imagine is kind of good? Like, either one of you, if you want. I think, at, I mean, he, he, th- throughout the whole ending, it was just this, he felt he was getting backstabbed by everyone in, in, around him, uh, apparently, except for Micah, and even at the end. And he, when he left that money, he had the same look as when he saw Arthur laying there. Um, that's a that, that's a good observation. Yeah, that that numbness where he's just it's, like this melancholy. Yeah, uh, where it's just he's like I can't trust anyone at this point. I just I can't even trust myself. I'm so glad you know, he he's made, made all these wrong choices and he's just like I'm I can't I just you know he basically is a broken man at that point. I'm glad he's, he's the lost. one that shot Micah. Yeah, I was so glad that they gave him because you really, I really wanted him to be, and I, I, I sort of knew in my heart of hearts that they had to give that moment to the player as well. But I'm so glad that he gets the first fucking shot, and yeah, then I was just getting, get to light him up. 
I was getting so pissed off at that scene because I didn't understand the fact that I was supposed to wait. Let me do it. Let me do it. I was just like, I was lighting up Micah and I kept fucking getting shot (laughs) by everyone. I was like, what the fuck, man? What am I supposed to do here? Yeah, it's it's a great, a great, that whole, I mean, that whole run up to the mountain, you know, the mountaintop is fucking great. It's got fucking awesome music. It's such a badass setting. Like, uh, at that point, that's when, like. I don't know. It's uh, obviously not the first time that it crept up, but I remember playing through that sequence when you're going up the mountain and just being so like brutally painfully aware of how this combat encounter is the same as like the last 70 hours of combat encounters that I've had. (laughs) And I wish to fuck there was a single thing that they could do to spice it up in the slightest. Because it is very much the same sort of... Oh. That's completely fair. That I, I would say that's a completely fair criticism yeah. of both of the Red Dead Redemption games is that they are incredibly samey. You have to accept that in the, at least in their in their core combat encounters, right? right. Uh, Somebody we haven't talked about. Uh, well, there, I guess there's tons that we haven't talked about. But uh, what are, where are we land with Charles? Um, I thought he was a, a standout character in Red Dead Two, and I'm curious as to like where. Like, where did he go? Like, no, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed him. He, uh, why did he, he not get some Canada, kind of, right? Yeah, he got no, like, I guess you can call that a conclusion, I guess. But you well, would think, but they might bring him back, right? They're, that's I don't know. Red Dead 3, him, him or Sadie, right? I'm or just, him and Sadie, him I'm, and or Sadie, bring him back with uh, with Jack as the main character. <laughs> I would totally well. play a game where Sadie Adler goes up to check on her buddy, fucking Charles Smith, up in Canada. <laughs> Sadie, Sadie's a badass man. Like perfect, perfect shit. excuse to like not use the same map that they used in the last two games, um, and you know, like that solves that problem. Uh, I don't know. That'd be cool playing as the two of them. Sadie is a good example of a character who basically accepts her nature. Oh yeah, and she does it early. Quite literal. Yeah. Oh, even when she's bounty hunting, she mentions like, because you know it kind of goes against the whole like the gang thought of like, she's well, what Joel, if uh... she's Joel Miller? <laughs> well, when when Arthur's like, hey Sadie, haven't you ever thought about like what we do might not be good? And she's like, what? No, of course <laughs> not. I don't think about shit. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, she's, <sighs> she's a great character. She uh that whole part where she's reading uh, Pearson's mail and shit that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, you you know what else kind of made me sad too, it, on the download is that the horse dying. Oh yeah, I don't know about ask. you. Yeah, that that horse I was with, I I got that that black Saudi Arabian, like the really fast horse. The Arabian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The uh and that horse. I was with probably like three quarters of the game. You should talk to least. Ian because he, I mean, he probably has some PTSD I, about his horse. I took my second horse, the first one you buy, Hubert. I took <laughs> him made... to the end of the game. Nice. Yeah. And that, was, yeah, a, that yeah. was after that that hunter guy tried to pawn off. What was his name? Buell or some shit? His, his right. <laughs> he had so yeah, many chances for uh, for I, a better horse, but he kept he stayed true to Hubert. I took Buell back to the camp, but I didn't. I didn't actually uh, use him. Ian left that the fucking horse sitting in a field, next, <laughs> wow. next, next to next to his old dead master's corpse. Just <laughs> left sad him. scene. Holy shit! I couldn't <laughs> believe it. 
<laughs> I had a hard time watching you play that game, if I'm being honest. The, just the fact that you had the pirate hat on for the whole thing. <laughs> and up, like the whole climax where you're going up the mountain as Arthur and you're just like, you're not in the moment. You're pissed that the game is forcing you not to wear your pirate hat. Because <laughs> it, it just I, really wants you to have that moment where you put the hat on Marston's head, you know? Yeah, I know. But that I couldn't, I couldn't believe. And so, and so, what I ended up doing was putting the the cat, the the pirate hat on Marston yeah. as well. You know, so you know, maintain the integrity of the story and also my head cannon. I mean, to to me, you have to understand. Like, I cannot imagine Arthur when I think Arthur Morgan. I think you know, huge beard, long hair, fucking tricorn hat. <laughs> that every, is Arthur every Morgan. single every single civilian. She's like. The hell are you wearing, son? <laughs> Jesus, uh, Mister. Oh, it's such a look too. I like the 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 shotgunner's coat that has the like <laughs> tails and everything. I look like fucking Captain fucking Barbarossa. Hell yeah, man. Anyway, anything else that we want to touch on? Um, I can, I, I want to hear more about Ian's feelings about the horse dung. Did you know that was coming? Uh, no, not specifically, certainly. Uh, were you were I mean, you more, like, I, offended than you were, like, emotionally sad? <laughs> no, 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 it was, uh, it was definitely, it was definitely a good, you know, good moment. I mean, I think that whole, uh, you know, you know, hats aside, you know, that whole, <laughs> uh, uh, little conclusion for Arthur is, uh, is really cool. You know, it's high intensity and, uh, dramatic and, uh, the yeah. horse dying is... Is definitely a, a major part of it. Imagine I the was... son of a bitch who chose to go after the money, though. <laughs> Imagine that guy. God, I kind of uh, I, I don't remember what happens, but I, I kind of want to look up that ending. I was I was sad about the horse, but then speaking of offended, I was offended. I was stuck with fucking what the hell, Rachel? What, the, what kind of mid-level horse is that? Rachel, stupid ass name. Was it that John's? Is that, that John's, John's horse? Name? Yeah. It was named Rachel or some shit. <laughs> I thought John <laughs> rode like a war horse. No, it was so, it was like some random, just beige, medium-sized horse named Rachel. It wasn't fast. Yeah, I, think it wasn't... You, I think you can, you can get the war horse from the, from the first game. I can't, I can't remember how I'm I did sure it. Jo I'm pretty sure John has Maybe, yeah, I'm like, a, like a big ass, dark brown war horse with like the cream colored mane and tail. Maybe in the first game, but that in the I, I epilogue the it was some game. shitty ass horse. Well, in the epilogue, who knows? Yeah, but I'm I'm talking about like for when you're playing as Arthur, John's horse is always like that war horse. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. In the epilogue, it was not. Yeah, they're not just gonna give you a nice horse. You gotta That's like, some bullshit. Gotta go hunt one down or buy one or some shit. I worked my ass off getting a nice horse with Arthur. <laughs> He's gone now. True. Fuck the hat. Arthur should have passed on Hubert. <laughs> Did either one of you get to uh, go up to um, Arthur's grave as John? No, no, I did not. Okay, interesting. There's like, not really a eulogy, but there's like a little scene there. I mean, they do that in the credit in the credit roll. Yeah, that was an interesting sequence where they show like all the characters. The Pinkertons on the trail. Yeah. They really hammered that home. Like, wasn't it? Um, it was interesting it uh, that Ross they. Ross that takes over? Yeah. It is Ross, yeah. 
yeah. the the implication was interesting to me that that like you know they they traced John Marston based on the showdown on the mountaintop as opposed to the fact that he walks into the post office and goes do I have any packages for Abigail Marston <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> you know pretty I big mean, fuck up a fucking a fucking posse of fucking nobodies for some off-screen red shirts like that, track him down like how hard could it possibly be for the fucking feds to find him and that and that say i mean sadie found him for one because he fucking named himself after milton <laughs> <laughs> see this is the real that's why that's why everybody says john's stupid in the first game he is dumb like he he passes it off he's got this sort of like it's his wishy-washiness and his complete uncertainty. He's able to like play it off as like the mysterious cowboy, and everybody's always like in the first day, like, "Don't go play in mysterious cowboy with me." And he's like, "I'm not. I literally have no idea what's going on right now." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh sure, I know your type, but you know it's true apparently." It's, it's John Marson. He's just the Travolta meme. <laughs> Hapless John Marson, just, just looking around. Like, <laughs> Anybody seen a package? Abigail mm. Marston, Milton, one of those. Anyway, How about John Marston. <laughs> that's uh, that's probably it for our Red Dead Two talk. This was, what is this like part three now that we've done? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, it's good to finally get to talk about it. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate the time. <laughs> I'm happy that I got sick for you so that you could, uh, you know, get through the epilogue, the long ass epilogue. Jesus. Um. We do have uh, an indie shout to get to, which uh, it's Josh's oh, yeah. turn this week. My indie shout is uh, Death Road to Canada. Death Road to um, Canada? Yeah. The story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's a biopic. Uh, it's, a, it's another roguelike game, um, but... Basically, you uh, you go on a road trip to Canada during the zombie apocalypse, and you basically you pick up uh, companions on the way and upgrades and weapons. And there's these camps that you can stop at to get supplies. You have to manage your supplies, but it's, you, it doesn't take itself seriously or anything. You drive the fucking you drive. There's a I just saw in the trailer. There's like a car. It's the it's the the fucking shaggy dog car from uh, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> and there's were, a lot of references in the game. And they were fighting in front of a building called Yalmart. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a shit ton of references in the game, and it, I just, it makes me appreciate it even more. It is uh, it can be difficult, but um, it, overall, it's really fun and and uh, a lot of replayability. And um, oh yeah, it was uh, I I forget I got it a long time ago. I, I covered it um, on IGR at some point, but um, uh, I still play it today. Every once or to this day, every every once in a while is this just like vampire survivors only like meme with <laughs> no zombies i mean it, i guess it could be but it's not quite like that it's it's much less swarmy than it looks in the in the trailer okay, yeah it's it's closer to i would say the the heaviest inspiration uh would be uh oregon trail to be honest oh interesting. um but it's like roguelike instead of just you know one playthrough at a time or whatever. The it's most like, helpful review on Steam says, <laughs> "Hatsune Miku stole my supplies and then left me to get eaten by fifty thousand million hundred <laughs> zombies." I forgive her though; it was kind of a girl boss move. Yeah, yeah. That's there's the there's random the events. There's events that'll happen to you on on the way to on the way to Canada, and so you can get screwed over by uh, people that you're with and uh, lose supplies. And, and you can get, play with friends. 
You can. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody already here's a review. It says Oregon Trail Simulator. It's absolutely <laughs> awesome. Wish I played <coughs> this in Computer Lab. On a giant floppy disk. <laughs> you remember zip disks? Remember those? Yeah. Yeah. Those were. I always thought they were cool. I was a fucking loser. <laughs> uh, so there you go. It's uh, 15 bucks US. Death Road to Canada. Made by Rocket Cat Games. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, it says Rocket Cat Games and Mad Garden as the developer, so I'm not sure which one's which. Rocket uh, Cat is the main developer. It's also the publisher, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. Thank you, Josh. We do have a list of uh, all the indie shouts that we've done. There's going to be a link for that in the podcast description and the video description if you're watching the video show. Uh, so check those out. Every week, well, every time we do a podcast, one of us has an indie shout for you guys. Um, so yeah, hopefully someone who's listened to the show has, uh, I don't know, played one of those games at our recommendation. So there you go. Um, so no, what about uh, what hot takes? Anybody have a hot take? I know normally we... Man, I don't have a hot take. My hot take is that the TB, TB in Red Dead Redemption 2 was obvious. I don't think it was. <laughs> I really don't think it was. There's no way an hour after you got coughed on, you were like, something's fucking going on here. Like, no, no it wasn't. You're right. It wasn't an hour after I got coughed on. It was immediately. No, no way. I just don't believe it. I, I was like, I was like, oh, I got TB now. <laughs> it's like, they're all the pieces are there. <laughs> like, I put I, it together. I mean, what can I say? Hey, man, you're a fucking genius. Here we go. Yeah, well, I know that. Um, let's see. No, I got no hot takes. That's amazing. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption, predictable. There's the hot <laughs> take right there. You, you heard it here. <laughs> That's um, an episode title if I ever heard one. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's it. So, uh, I guess I'm going to end the show. <laughs> Screw it. Wait, hold on, I got to play Josh's. Bitch. Are you ready for the end? Because I'm ready. <laughs> you can find everything you need to know about this show at I Guess Games on Twitter. We don't tweet, but you can follow us there. Josh is there at Josh and Yah. He doesn't tweet, but you could follow him there. Ian's there at Discreet Infinity, spelled funny. He doesn't tweet much, but he's there. I'm there at the underscore whizfish. I sometimes tweet, but I'm not there. I don't know. There's no joke. If you want to send us any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, anything like that, you can send those to uh, gamesiguesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please send us something for patch notes. That'd be great. Uh, I guess we'll see you in two weeks or so. Uh, look forward to more Josh Souls. That's coming up. And more uh, discovering video game music with Jeebs. If you're not familiar, go check that out. Part one is out and part two is coming soon. Uh, but for me, for Josh, for Ian, that's it. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>